Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you were uh, planning on a, a getaway to Vegas, say, the week of February 4th, I would uh, rethink that. <laughs> be a tad busy that week because the Super Bowl is going down on the 11th. Yeah, and Vegas, by the way, just to begin with, is not the cheap city that it once was. New. No. There's... You know, the, uh, the, the $3 buffets or whatever the hell. And I, I even think some of the free drinks are gone too. Yeah. There was a steakhouse, I think, that you told me about that, uh, Marie and I went to or some Italian place that was still kind of very old school. Oh yeah. Just those, off the strip. Yeah. With the leather, uh, red leather, uh, chairs and couches and such. Um, so yeah, it's going down to Vegas. Usher will be the halftime show. Now, of course, the questions are, and I guess it won't happen now if, as you said before the news, Taylor Swift is probably going to be in Japan for her part of her tour, unless she reschedules to be for the super at the Super Bowl. But well, she's there. I guess they, they said Thursday through Saturday in Japan. Oh, she'll get back and she'll fly back for the Sunday. Well, yeah. because Japan's ahead too, so I guess she could make it back for the Sunday for the game before flying back to Australia to continue her tour because this is what's important when it comes to the Super Bowl it's knowing what Taylor Swift's schedule will oh, be. Oh, of course. We the whole world revolves around uh Taylor Swift. Most powerful days. person in America. Um yes, that we learned Saturday night uh, on Saturday night live. Yeah, and I'm sure listen, uh I don't think you'll catch her in economy on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I think there'll be, I think there'll be a private jet involved. Right. Uh, so you've got the, uh, Baltimore Ravens and, uh, they are going to, they, uh, or the Chiefs, sorry, beat the Baltimore Ravens. And so now Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team is going to face off against the 49ers, the Detroit Lions. Oh, I felt so bad for them. So, uh, if I have to pick, you know, because of the proximity to us, of course, the Bills would always be the team I would root for, and Detroit's the next closest one. And I lived in that area for a little while, so I was rooting for the Lions, and I had forgotten, actually, what time the game started. And I tuned in when they were uh, up 24-7. to Mm-hmm. I had, yes, I had just tuned in, and then I went, oh, this is great. And uh, then the next thing I know, I think I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and then it was 24-all. Right. 24-24. So I, I take some of that blame. I, had I maybe not tuned in, they would have gone on to victory. Yeah, not likely. <laughs> um, but, you know, they are facing some pressures now, or at least the, the armchair quarterback saying, you know, maybe not go for it, kick the field goal and force in the overtime and see what happens there. But nevertheless, it, it, you, you look at Detroit and and just what they've been through from the days of Barry Sanders 30 years ago till now they've been just the dregs of the NFL and and they are the only team in the 58 years of uh, the Super Bowl era who have never made it to the big game Detroit always takes it in the pants and not just even on a sports level i mean it's just it's the you know considered the armpit of america mm. and it, you know i mean it had its, it it was motown for crying out loud and it it had some some great things back in the you know the, the height of the uh, auto american industry, auto yeah. industry it was a leader but they had the riots in the 60s like there's always been something that uh that brings Detroit down and this is another interesting fact about Detroit i just read this the city that's made the most bids to host the olympics but never got one detroit <laughs> they're really? 0 for 7 on their bids the wow. most recent one was in 72 london england the exact opposite they made four bids and they've gotten the olympics every time right well i mean 
I don't know if we want to compare London, England to Detroit either. No, no. <laughs> I mean, they've done nice things along, along the skyline and, and a bit of an entertainment and sports district now. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, I used to mock the hell out of Windsorites. I, they, they just, they just look so lovingly across the river. <laughs> I'm like, it's not Manhattan. Okay. No. You're not living in Queens <laughs> wishing to be in Manhattan. It's Detroit. It, 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 it'd be like people pining to live in Chatham. It's a pit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute armpit. Um, when it comes to the Super Bowl, the average viewer will only watch 20 and, uh, 29 minutes of the game itself. One in six said less than 20. So each quarter's 15 minutes. That's an hour, but the whole thing stretches out like three or four hours. Oh, yeah. It stretches out all day. Yes. All week. Yeah, and and I think you know for many for years in Canada the turnoff was not being able to see the commercials, mm-hmm. and, and it's just there's a level of frustration because there are a lot of commercials in football and even more so in the Super Bowl. Yeah, a lot of us just want to socialize at Super Bowl uh, parties. Many of us going in don't even know who the teams are that are playing. Yeah, could care less. Um, if you're hosting a party, the top things we'll buy before our Super Bowl party include a new grill, a new TV, new dishes, a new couch, and the day after Super Bowl is the, mo- the most amount of TVs returned, right? Uh, yeah. Supposedly, so sketchy. But this is the best time to buy one. Mm. Like, the best deals for TVs generally happen before Super Bowl. They do, eh? Uh, food is top of the list for being important for your Super Bowl party. Uh, you got to have the snacks that are essential. And uh, the top foods are chips, dips, hot dogs, pizza, and burgers. I would think chicken wings would be in that, certainly. Ooh, in that definitely mix. so. Yeah. Now, okay, so if Taylor makes it back, let's, you know, there's all sorts of betting in football. What are the odds of her joining Usher on stage for the halftime show? I would say likely no. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's there to concentrate on cheering on Travis, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, you know, given the fact that she's in Europe or, or in Asia for the week before that, wouldn't be a lot of uh, a prep time no. to rehearse stuff. So. She doesn't need prep time. No. Oh, she just shows up and there she is. It is said that this is, again, part of the, her influence. The numbers for young females watching the NFL now is way up. It's it's. I find it comical because I see people online, football fans, losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Over the fact that every time Travis Kelsey makes a catch, they show Taylor Swift. <laughs> and uh, like just losing it. Sports fans are idiots. <laughs> and, 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 and guess what? It's about making money. Yeah, and the fact that she might be in a box watching the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and those numbers going up means the advertising dollars go up. Everything goes up. With her being anywhere around it by this. She is the most powerful person in America right now because of the draw that she has across ages and platforms. Yep. She could buy the cheese and squash them. Yeah. Say, if she you, wanted to. You know what, Travis? I, I don't want you busy on Sundays anymore. <laughs> I want you by my side. So I'm buying the team and I'm shutting it down. I think almost all dudes could say at some point they had a crush on Alyssa Milano. Right. Back when she uh, certainly as uh, who's the boss aged, and so did she. I mean, she got on that show pretty young. 
So you're just a creep if you liked Alyssa Milano in the first season or two. But as the years roll by. <laughs> well, if you're her age. I guess you could have a crush on her, yeah, because she was probably like 12 or 13 or something, right? right? And then when she got into that, like, was it Charmed or was she played the witch or? Yeah. Uh, somewhere, I anyhow. Called Charmed, yeah. I was a, I was a big, big fan, but a lot of people are very upset with her. Uh, these days, uh, she started a GoFundMe. <laughs> I saw this. To raise money. <gasps> uh, I gotta get my eyes from the back of my head. <laughs> to raise money for her 12 year old son's baseball team. Right. Now, I'm assuming there's some sort of rep team and a travel team. And so she's trying to raise dough for the team. Now, it is, I believe, for the team, not just for her kid. Correct. So that's okay. There's something to be said there. But, of course, a lot of people are piling on her because somebody said, hey, you drive a $200,000 car. I think you can chip in. Now, mm-hmm. she's come to, to social media defending herself, saying, look, I spent a ton of dough. I, I paid for uniforms for the entire team and the coaches. I've thrown birthday parties and sponsored all the kids and their monthly annual dues. Uh, the kids do fundraising themselves, car washes, movie nights, other fun things. Thank you all to have contributed to my uh, GoFundMe. This has made things easier for these boys and their families. It's just, it, it's not a good look. It's a horrible look. Yeah. And uh, listen, I, I am a parent in, in rep sports. I take on that responsibility myself. I am not a fan of the fundraising aspect mm. of it in terms of going out and asking friends to pay for my kids to play hockey. You support this, support that. There are certain fundraising elements that I'll take on, like when the kids get involved with things like a, like a bottle drive. Uh, or if the kids are getting involved with, with doing something, you know, you get it around the schools all the time. I generally just pay for it myself mm-hmm. and, uh, whatever my contribution is supposed to be and go on with that. I've had parents, uh, encouraging me to go on the air and talk about fundraising. No, I don't do that. Mm. That I don't use. Oh, that would get shut down so fast. <laughs> I don't use this profile. <laughs> One, because I know what you're, you would sabotage that in a oh, second. I would say that fundraiser would go down like the Titanic. And to be rightfully so, because I, that's, that's not what this is about. And, okay. and, you know, I, I, I I don't know the details as to whether or not she set up the GoFundMe or someone else on the team set it up and she just advertised it. Well, it says Alyssa Milano really stepped in it when she started a GoFundMe. I know. She started. It says she started it, which to me is shockingly mm-hmm. poor taste in all of this because I see GoFundMes as for families paying for a funeral or something sure. that is tragic. completely separate, tragic or, or someone who's really in need. Yep. Not, you know, uh, you know, kids, I, I support charities. Um, like their opportunity and big brothers, big sisters. I give my time uh, to those charities because they help families who are desperately in need and mm. kids who get a chance to just play any kind of a sport or do some fun activities. This is not for a rep baseball team where you're going to an extra level to travel and go play these sports. Well, and this is the money's all being raised Excuse me, I guess I gotta fix my eyeballs again. Uh, they're stuck in the back of my head. This is all being raised so they can go to Cooperstown in New York. Yes. To the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right, yeah. Uh, they live obviously in California, so to hike all these kids across the country is gonna cost a lot. Right. Well, you know what? 
It even drives me crazy when I hear about these travel teams going on tournaments to the U.S. and God knows where. Go play in Belleville. (laughs) We did this weekend. It's not fun. What do you got to... It's just as fun as going anywhere else. They're in it for the hockey. Anyhow... I put my kids into that for the experience of traveling with their teams and, and doing that. It's a I, lot of I, money to have an experience I, in a bus. I understand, and I take on that responsibility. And I, and I completely, I see where you're coming from there. It is a lot of money to do it. I pay that money, and I don't ask others to pay for it. I think there's a pool Other than my somewhere. parents, maybe. I don't think so. It comes out of your pocket. <laughs> I, I think there's a family trust fund that goes to pay for this stuff. No, I, you know what? I, I put in extra work. I record kids' uh, intros. for th- That's what helps m- for me to pay and support my kids in the hockey. Right. A jet setting all over, and I'm not seeing, believe me, I'm not going on vacation myself. Right. I'm, I'm going and doing other things, working to try and raise money for my, and a lot of it goes to it. Do I see what comes back out of it? No. There's not a, there's not a future for my kids in pro sports, but I say all the time, I played hockey for 10 years growing up. Mm. I remember very few of the games that I ever played, but I remember the tournaments mm. and I remember the fun times with my friends. Those are the experiences that I'm paying for, but I don't like going to other people. To pay for it. And I've had other people tell me, don't come to me asking to support your kids yeah. to play hockey. You well, being one of them. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had, oh, this drove me insane. I had this boss once. His wife, now he was the general manager of the radio station. His wife had the cojones to show up at the radio station trying to get employees to buy, I think it was like cookies or something, for her kids' private school. Oh. For kids, some fundraiser right. where they, they, they needed new instruments or something like this. I, I turned, I was, I was so offended. I turned to her and I said, go ask your husband to show you my pay receipt. <laughs> your husband pays more in taxes than I make in a year. Way more. How dare you? And, and, and the same thing is for the hockey. Uh, look, if, if, if it was, if you came around, for Evan's team and one of his teammates, uh, the the parents had died in a horrific car crash. Sure, I'd I'd throw in for those kids, or if their house burnt to the ground and they didn't, have, I get it. Right. But to take the kids to Vegas for a hockey tournament, <laughs> you you can hump your own jockstrap. <laughs> now I will also say this: if it was for Danny Pintero. <laughs> I'd give all I got that poor kid. This is a brilliant idea heading towards Valentine's. An animal shelter is offering a unique service for VD Day this year. And it's uh, for jilted women. This is definitely their target market here. For a $50 donation, the animal shelter, they'll name a feral cat after your ex and then neuter it. <laughs> They'll actually, they'll also spay female cats, but the real appeal is getting the name of a cat after a guy you hate and being able to say you just had his baby makers lobbed off. Wow. <laughs> the flyer they posted online says, new to your ex for Valentine's Day because some things shouldn't breathe. <laughs> and that is true. Uh, you got to have a license for a lot of things. Right. That's not one of them. Really should have to do some sort of pretest. Mm. I think hospitals, doctors, I'm sure OHIP won't cover this. They got enough on their plate, but, uh, it is, it, something has to be done where, uh, if 
you're going to make a baby, you got to do some sort of test. And if you don't pass, no baby for you. No baby for would you. Would you have passed that test no, back no. in the day? I, I would have deliberately failed it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone out of my way to fail it. You know, it's it's funny. Like when you, I don't know how it was for you and Adrian if you talked a lot about having children or just it was assumed you would. But for Maria and I, I don't, I guess at some point we must have agreed that we would have kids, but it wasn't like um, it wasn't a big topic of conversation. Whereas we're going to wait a year, mm. we're going to try to uh, accumulate this, that, or the other thing. You know, we just I think like as of our wedding night, we're like, well, if you get pregnant, you get pregnant. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it probably came up in conversation while we were dating that we mm. you know like kids uh, and, and like to have children of our own. Um, it certainly didn't come up that someone didn't want to have any kids. Right. I don't remember it being that way. But yeah, I remember after we got married, it was basically a, you know, a quick conversation. So, well, like Adrian said, I think, well, at least go off of the, uh, the blockers. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Pull the goalie and see what happens. Yeah. Would I, and I'm trying to think now, I can't remember really my opinion of children. I know it's more clouded as I've aged, but <laughs> you I, seemed optimistic at the time. I guess you think? I must have been. Like I don't think it. I'm trying to think if it ever would have been a deal breaker. Had Maria said to me, "I don't ever want to be a mother," would that have been a deal breaker for me? Hmm. And and I think I would have been disappointed, probably. Right. But I would have been so in love, I wouldn't have wanted to end the relationship. Gotcha. But. If I could do it all over again, <laughs> as much as I love my boys and wouldn't know life without them, you know, I just think, wow, like the just zero stress of it all, hmm. the financial, all of it that's involved. And yes, there's great moments. And yes, you love them and all of that stuff. I, I don't know that I've ever possessed the they're my whole world gene. Okay. You know, that total like I, I've shared with you. I, I didn't, I don't remember. No, I know I remember. I didn't cry when they were born. I didn't get overly emotional or right. weepy or just say, this is, you know, all of the world's answer, questions were answered. This is what I'm here for. Hmm. I kind of held this blob in my arms and went, oh, nice to meet you. Oh. Back to mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I go have a pint now? Is that yeah. possible? Were you that? Because I see dads on, on social media and maybe there's some, pressure to be this guy but yeah. just this holy soap opera of emotions that come spilling out of these men when they have a baby uh i was really proud to become a father um i i i was really honored to to make my parents and the grandparents hmm. um and because uh, i knew my dad would you know loved children would be a great grandfather and so I think handing over Evan to him was was one of the proudest moments of my life. Um, but you know, I I don't I wasn't one that you know I'm going to take my shirt off and post pictures yeah. with the baby. <laughs> that, that's that that's not me. It's a bit much. But yeah, and, and you know, I I I like it. It uh, it it drains the bank account mm. in a hurry, and um, and I don't think I don't think of life without them, but. I do wonder sometimes if uh, if the investment all pays off in the end, and, and and it is what you see in it, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, you know, like I had I'd mentioned uh, earlier, uh, you know, Marie and I had dinner with David at his uh, condo on uh, Saturday night, 
Oh, this is a funny little side story to that. So we had all gathered. I have an aunt and a cousin, and we all went to this immersive Van Gogh thing on Saturday. And David lives right downtown, and we were at One Young Street. He's on Adelaide. And so we called him and said, hey, do you want to join us for this thing? And he said he was working. He couldn't. And we said, well, we're going to have lunch after if you want to join us for lunch. That was great. He joined us for lunch. And then he invited all of us up to the condo for drinks and dinner. And, mm-hmm. and that all great. My cousin graciously picked up the tab for all of us at lunch. And then we went up, and he invited us to dinner at his condo. Right. Where then Maria and I went to the grocery store with him, bought, <laughs> paid for all the stuff he was going to cook us for dinner, and then he got lazy. We ordered, which Maria and I paid for. <laughs> so wait a minute, you already bought the groceries? Yeah, and then and then we and ordered. Then orders? And then ordered. So you just filled his fridge? Yeah. My, my cousin, who again, paid the We called David Allen all day from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get from children. Right. This is the payback. Yeah. This oh is boy. what you're seeing in, well, in it, the future. And it is funny. There is an outlook side to it where, where there are some people, um, and, and when you look at your time on this planet mm-hmm. and, and what you do with it, that they just say, ah, it's my time. I'll, I'll sit here and enjoy it, live it, live it to the fullest and yeah. off you go and, uh, and, and leave it with nothing. Right. And there are others who, who look at that outlook and say, well, I'd like to think that I've left some sort of legacy or uh, or contributed to the world in some point. Yeah, but I don't know that having children is contributing to the world. Coming up with a cure for cancer is contributing. It is. As we said at the beginning be. of the conversation, any schmuck can make a baby. Right. All we're doing is adding more pollution to the planet. <laughs> we're not helping anything out. But you're hoping that you'll raise someone who helps to make the world a better place. Yeah, I guess there's that. Like, I mean, had you and Adrian, had, had you or her, uh, you know, you can't necessarily speak for her, but had you said, eh, children aren't on the cards for me, or had she said, I don't want to be a mom, mm. would that have been a deal breaker for you? I don't know about a deal breaker, but it w- would have been a very awkward conversation, mm. I would imagine, mm-hmm. when we were dating for either one of us to have said that. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, I, I think just because at that time when we were dating, uh, our friends were having kids. Mm. And uh, and it seemed like it, it it was a good thing to do. Seemed like a good idea at the, <laughs> at time. the time. By yeah. the way, speaking of uh, of, of having kids, have, have you watched the Saturday Night Live from this past weekend? Because I, I know just, you usually tape. Yeah, I just got through it. The one with the Barry, uh, they did the Barry Gibb thing with Jimmy Fallon. Was that Dakota Johnson? Yeah, hosted. Was the host. But they they did a bit about um you know and she was in it she played the mom but it was basically it's going back to the daytime talk show thing it was very funny <laughs> about who's the father it was very and that funny. i've seen i'm watching it again because i've seen clips of it on social media and i think it is one of the funniest snl bits i've seen in quite some time yeah maria was howling at it yeah, yeah it was quite good the whole show itself I, I thought the opening was really good and those three guys the do not delete or whatever they're do not destroy do not destroy please they don't are, destroy they are so funny those three guys yeah and oh. she did a funny bit with them yeah. in there too yeah the roast they were all taking uh, each other on even our opening bit uh, about the most powerful person in america was at the 40th anniversary right. and they show a picture of trump and then they put the camera on taylor swift yeah anyway, i thought i thought it was uh, it was really good it's funny the one bit i didn't love was the jimmy fallon oh really <laughs> it just went on it was like yeah, five yeah. minutes long yeah yeah well they, those two have such chemistry uh him and justin uh 
Timberlake. Yeah. And just the way she kind of roasted him at the beginning, like, what are you doing out here? You're just, you're just the musical act. And he's all sheepish and, well, I hosted like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was, it was a good SNL for sure. Think you got a favorite cartoon character of all time? I would think, uh, like Bugs Bunny would be high on the list for me and Fred Flintstone. Uh, what was the hot animated, uh, what was her name? Jessica Rabbit? Yes. Big fan. <laughs> big, big fan. Tom and Jerry for me. You like Tom and Jerry? They were, they were classic funny. Scooby-Doo, of course, was always great. Charlie Brown and Snoopy, I dug. Now there's a list, like 20 different uh, cartoon characters in uh, what's considered the uh, top 20. And there's a, a wide variety here to choose from. Casper the Friendly Ghost and Popeye the Sailor Man. And right. All the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Garfield, Tweety and Sylvester. Porky Pig, Daffy Duck. I like that whole wheelhouse of the Bugs, the Daffy, the Porky, the whole Looney Tunes. Okay. Uh, that franchise. Yeah, can't argue with you. Uh, Warner Brothers, I think uh, someone, a couple of people earlier today said, uh, yeah, those are Warner Brother cartoons. I wonder if there's any battles, like, you know, Marvel and DC. Like, I wonder if you're just a Looney Tunes guy. I bet there are those nerds. Oh. You know. Call you out on that? Oh, that's... That's not a Looney Tunes you right. you're talking about. The entire Simpsons family is on the list. Okay. SpongeBob, Pikachu, um, but uh, Mickey Mouse at the top of the list. Now, I don't remember him. Be like, I know early on Walt Disney, one of the, his first animated things was that black and white Mickey on the boat thing. That was like a one of the all-time classic cartoons because it was one of the first. Yeah. But I don't remember Mickey being in a lot of cartoons. He was always busy with his Disney, Disney work. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think I grew up watching a lot of Mickey Mouse because I think a lot of it was on Disney channels, which you didn't right. get in Canada at the time. You needed one of those massive eight-foot satellite dishes. Right, unless you watch CBC Sunday nights and they gave you the wonderful world of Disney. Right, yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up watching more of the, of the Looney Tunes Saturday morning mm -hmm. cartoons, Scooby Doo and that sort of thing too. Um, uh, enjoyed those. Pink Panther, I remember as a kid as a well. Love the song. Mm -hmm. Love the theme song. Yeah. And the Flintstones for me every day at lunch on CFTO channel nine. <laughs> you'd, uh, you'd sit down and have your grilled cheese sandwich and watch yourself some, uh, Fred Flintstones. Oh, for sure. But, uh, yeah. And I don't, I guess. You know, that's, uh, again, a lost, uh, a thing of days gone by because kids can watch all the cartoons they want now, you know, 24-7. Yeah. On YouTube and such and on streaming platforms. But and yeah. they have adult cartoons now too, right? They do. Yeah, that's what the Surf or whatever it's called. There's some channel that's dedicated to, uh, did you finally watch Ted? I haven't watched it oh, yet, Oh, what no. is your problem? <laughs> Get to it. Oh, you it's will sitting not. sitting in a hockey rink for the last 36 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've been pulling it to Tom Cruise <laughs> 16 times since that movie was made. You can't spend a little time with a bear? My goodness. Um, I don't know what my point was. Oh, yes. The just, you know, Saturday morning, that window of time when we were kids, that was the only place you could get the cartoons. And it was only the place mommy and daddy could get some num nums right. while you were downstairs watching the cartoons and eating a bowl of cereal. For Wild Fork in Whitby, Teddy Reader, the godfather of the grill, joins us. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Ted, how are you? Can't complain, you know. I saw a photo, Ted, that put a smile on my face. You were doing what looked like some sexy 
cooking. You had a lamb shank and wine sauce on a baked potato. I saw this, and I was going to ask Ted about it, too, because it looks gorgeous. It's, and a nice sauce on it. Yeah, the bok choy. Like, this is a Valentine's meal. So tender. And one of those things, uh, I don't know you, Craig, but I, I've seen lamb. I've had lamb shank. Mm-hmm. It's 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 delicious, mm-hmm. but I've never taken it on to, to try and make it. Is it, uh, is it a meat, Ted, that you can screw up easily if you don't know what you're doing? No, no, it's pretty easy. Even you can handle it. Ben. Oh, wow. Even okay. you can handle it. <laughs> All right, because you like wine. I and do. And wine in it. So um, you, you get lamb shanks. And there's there's two types you can get. Most of what you see in, in stores are the foreshank, the front legs, right? And they're nice, and they've got a fair amount of meat on them. But if you get the hind shanks, there's even more meat mm, okay. on the hind shanks. So, you know, visit your butcher. Visit the folks at Wild Fork and, and see what shanks they've got. And then you, you take the shanks, a little salt and pepper, and sear them off either on your grill or in a pan. Put them into a pan. Uh, there was a mixture of uh, lots of onions, garlic, uh, carrots, a little bit of celery. Sweated it all off, a little bit of uh, olive oil quickly. Mm-hmm. Put that over top of the lamb shanks. Took a bottle of red wine, boiled it down to about a cup of red wine, threw that in, and then uh, a little bit of uh, beef stock, or if you have lamb stock, uh, a couple, couple of cups of that in there. Put it into, um, I put it into about a 275, 300 degree oven. You wrap it up and you let it braise low and slow in the oven for about four to five hours. You can use a crock pot. You can even do this in an Instapot, which would be done in under an hour. Mm. But I'm old school, so I popped it in the oven, and then the whole house smells of lamb shanks cooking. And uh, baked off some potatoes, cut them open, a little bit of butter, topped it with the lamb shank, took the sauce, poured it over top. They're you know, Bob's your uncle, man. Yeah, you had the buck choy, you had the mushrooms going. Now, let me ask you about cooking down wine, because one of the processes when you use wine as a sauce, of course, is it burns off the alcohol. But what are you getting from the wine? Is it more just it becomes kind of like gooey in a glaze? Uh, not as much so, because you're not boiling it down that fine. It's okay. um, You're really just concentrating the flavor of the wine itself. Okay. And use a good wine. So you can uh, make the whole process happen faster by pouring yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> and then you only have maybe three quarters of a bottle to boil down. <laughs> right? Think about it that way. Now, what's you know? the... And if you don't want to boil the wine down and you just want to pour some wine over top of it, knock yourself out. Don't yeah, worry about it. It seems like a waste of wine to me. <laughs> um, is, is there a, a, a particular type of wine? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming because it's meat, it should be red wine. But anytime I hear lamb, I'm thinking about a warm Chianti all of a sudden. <laughs> um, you want a, a wine that you like to drink. The, when okay. you cook with a wine, you should cook with a wine that you drink. And that's really the, the rule to follow. You don't have to buy an inexpensive wine. Use what you drink, right? That's it. Nice and simple. And, uh, and and have some fun because when the whole house smells of, of food cooking, you know, people get hungry. Yeah, it's a good thing. Sounds, and it smells beautiful and it sounds like a great Sunday recipe, something you get going early in the day and just let it do its thing all day. Now, quickly, just back to the wine. Um, is the store-bought um, cooking wines? Of course, you don't drink those, but uh, are they suitable if somebody's got it in the pantry and, and it's good to go? Yeah, use it up. 
for okay. sure, for All sure. Right. It's uh, a cooking wine usually has a bit of sodium added to it. Okay. So it's, uh, you know, you're adding more salt into your recipe, but seasoning is a good thing. But if you've got it, use it. But, you know, I much prefer to open a bottle of real wine and then mm-hmm. drink that. Beautiful. Yeah. And your wife, your wife and my wife and Lucky's wife can all drink us. <laughs> all right, Teddy. The wine under the table, under the table. That's it. If people want to talk to you about lamb shanks, sexy cooking of any sort, because we are coming around to Valentine's once again, how do they get a hold of you? Ah, you're going to find me at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.